This is At the Jazz Band Ball, a show devoted to early jazz, popular, and swing music produced by some of the very best musicians from the early and middle part of the 20th century. I'm your host, Kevin McLaughlin. It's nice to have you along. Well, this week we're going to start a little survey of jazz clubs, jazz in situ, those grand and small venues around the country during especially the 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, where jazz was played and really established itself as a genre. Well, if jazz started in New Orleans as an outdoor experience, band and ragtime musicians marching in parades or at the front of a funeral procession in sadness or joy, now, the need for entertainment and social mixing helped escort jazz indoors. Brothels, dance halls, and speakeasies at first were where the music was useful, not just for playing and listening, but also to sustain communal activities. Dancing, socializing, imbibing, and, well, yes, other forms of entertainment. Soon it became an expectation for jazz music, the popular music of its day, to be present either as entertainment or for focused listening. We'll start off in New York City today, and then in future shows, we'll move on to Chicago, Atlantic City, Kansas City, Los Angeles, and then even Cleveland. First stop is the Cotton Club. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our famous Cotton Club. It's great to see so many friends here tonight enjoying themselves in spite of the cover charge. And if you can spare a minute from your merrymaking, I'd like to have the pleasure of introducing the rip-roaring harmony hound, none other than Duke Ellington. Take your bow, Dukey. First number tonight is going to play a brand new little tune entitled The Cotton Club Stomp. Let her go. Well, 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 
Heard this from Peoria. You never listen to so much music. Admit it. This certainly is a gala night. Tables filled with smiling faces. Everybody happy. Plenty of dancing for all of us. Which reminds us, have you ever heard Dookie play that low-down misty morning? Let her go. two examples from uh, the famous club in Harlem called the Cotton Club. We heard Duke Ellington and his orchestra uh, from April of 1929 play Cotton Club Stomp and Misty Morning. Well, the Cotton Club got its start in about 1923. Uh, The gangster and bootlegger Oni Madden upon his release from prison, bought the Club Deluxe from a boxer named Jack Johnson and then rechristened it the Cotton Club. Well, Madden's vision was to present the finest black entertainers in New York to Manhattan's elite caviar and martini crowd. And it stayed pretty segregated for most of its life. Uh, Black musicians were were allowed on stage, but they couldn't be in the audience. This wasn't the norm at other clubs in Harlem, since nightclubs were considered a safe space. And there were many so-called black and tan clubs, for example, that regularly opened their doors to a racially mixed clientele. Well, at the Cotton Club, boycotts and protests did eventually lead to a slight relaxing of the rules, at least to the extent that black celebrities could enter the club to hear other black performers. Performers such as Cab Calloway, from whom we'll hear next, this is a 1930 recording of Got a Darn Good Reason Now for Being Good. Thank you. 
Calloway and his orchestra, as he might have sounded at the Cotton Club in 1930, with Got a Darn Good Reason for Being Good. We're listening to the sounds of jazz clubs of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s today on At the Jazz Band Ball. Well, we're going to leave the Cotton Club at 644 Lenox Avenue and walk up the street to 7th Avenue and 131st Street to Connie's Inn. Now, Connie's Inn was one of the big three clubs in Harlem at the time, the Cotton Club and Small's Paradise being the other two. And like the Cotton Club, Connie's Inn opened in 1923 by bootleggers, three Latvian immigrant brothers named Connie, George, and Louis Emmerman. They also ran a delicatessen where a 19-year-old Fats Waller worked delivering orders for a while. At Connie's Inn, whatever alcohol was served was on the sly. I'm looking at a Connie's Inn menu from the 1920s, and only non-alcoholic drinks are mentioned. You can get four types of mineral water for a dollar each, ginger ale, lemonade, sarsaparilla, orange juice, also for a dollar. And you can have a sandwich, club, tongue, or sardine, all for a dollar fifty. But beer and wine are conspicuously absent. Well, I'm a little skeptical. I'll bet Fats Waller was, too. Here he is in a 1929 recording of Ain't Misbehavin', as he may have performed it at Connie's Inn. 
to talk with all by myself. No one to walk with, but I'm happy on the shelf. Hey, misbehaving, saving my love for you, for you, for you, for you. I know for certain the one I love. I'm through with flirting, it's you that I'm thinking of. Hey, misbehaving. Saving my love for you Like Jack Horner In the corner Don't go nowhere What do I care Your kisses Are worth waiting for Leave me I don't stay out late, no place to go. I'm home about it, just me and my radio. Ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you. Misbehaven from 1929. That was Fats Waller, as he may have sounded, at Connie's Inn there in New York City on 131st and 7th Avenue, along with Connie's Hot Chocolates. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin, and we're listening to the sounds of early jazz clubs in New York City today. Today on At the Jazz Band Ball, we're listening to the sounds of early jazz clubs in New York and tracing their origin back to the speakeasies of the Prohibition era. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. In 1920, the passage of the 18th Amendment, the sale, manufacture, and transportation, or bootlegging, of alcoholic beverages became illegal throughout the United States, and with it, the Prohibition era 1920 to 1933 began. Well, the term speakeasy originated in England. And it started in the 1820s with the phrase speak softly shop, meaning a smuggler's house. And then in the United States, the term speakeasy began to pop up in the 1880s as a term used for a saloon that sells without a license. 
and then later speakeasies were so called because of the practice of speaking quietly about such a place so as not to alert the police or neighbors. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. Today we're listening to jazz clubs, speakeasies, jazz and nightclubs in and around New York City as they would have sounded in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Connie's Inn moved to Midtown in 1933, but with the repeal of Prohibition that year, Connie's was forced to close, and in 1934, they moved back to their Harlem location and reopened as the Ubangi Club, where the one and only Gladys Bentley held court. Gladys Bentley's career skyrocketed in the 1920s when she performed as an out lesbian dressed in her famous cream-colored tuxedo, her hair closely cropped and slicked back. She was an impressive stride and blues pianist and was famous for singing her own lyrics to popular tunes of the day. Here's Gladys Bentley, recorded in the late 20s, slightly before her run at the Ubangi, but but as she might have sounded, this is Red Beans and Rice from 1928. Gladys Bentley. Red beans and rice, greasy bacon in the pot. Red beans and rice, Greasy bacon in the pot. Cold bread in the oven, coffee on the stove ain't hot. I don't get no chicken, ham and eggs with boys and me. I don't get no chicken, ham and eggs with boys and me. He won't buy no sugar, just to sweeten his own tea. Walked to work this morning, cause I only had one dime. Walked to work this morning, cause I only had one dime. Wouldn't spread it on myself, spread it on that man of mine. He don't buy no clothes, he don't keep his laundry clean. He don't buy no clothes, he don't keep his laundry clean. He's short on his loving, stingiest man I've ever seen. I take all my pay to the man I call my pal. Take all my pay to the man I call my pal. Till he's always broke, my man must have an outside gal. I'm gonna leave for work, but I'm gonna double back, no doubt. Leave for work, but I'm gonna double back, no doubt. If I can't get in, no one better not come out. Red beans and rice on a noon and every night. Red beans and rice 
Morning, noon, and every night I can't keep on working with only rice and beans in sight Gladys Bentley singing Red Beans and Rice in 1928. Uh, Gladys Bentley, who was famous for her run at the Ubangi Club there on 7th Avenue and 131st in Harlem. Next stop is Small's Paradise. <laughs> Thank you. 
Don't You Leave Me Here, recorded in 1927 by Charlie Johnson's Paradise 10, the house band at Small's Paradise, there on 7th Avenue near 135th Street in New York City. Pretty good band, I think. In addition to Charlie Johnson on piano, we heard Jabbo Smith's cornet, Charlie Irvis trombone, and Benny Carter on the reeds. Uh, Monette Moore was singing. Monette Moore, you might know as a, a frequent performer with Fats Waller in the 30s, and then in 1954, she made a brief cameo appearance in the remake of A Star is Born with Judy Garland, though sadly, uh, Monette Moore's scene was uh, edited out of the movie. Small's Paradise billed itself as the hottest spot in Harlem, It opened in 1925 in the basement of an office building there on 7th Avenue. It was owned by African-American Ed Smalls, and it was the longest operating and most popular of the integrated clubs in Harlem. And since it stayed open all night, it attracted jazz musicians who were playing shows from around the city. They would stop in late and jam with uh, Charlie Johnson uh, after their own shows. Hey, let's dance. That's Chick Webb, of course, and stopping at the Savoy, which tells me our next stop is the Savoy Ballroom there on Lenox Avenue and 140th Street. It was the home of Happy Feet and really the deluxe dance venue in Harlem. It opened in 1926 by the white businessmen Jay Fagan and Mo Gale, and it was managed by the black civic leader Charles Buchanan. It was fully integrated. They turned away no one. Admission was just 50 cents on weeknights, 75 cents weekends. And according to the legendary Lindy Hop dancer Frankie Manning, uh, the only thing that mattered was, can you dance? Chick Webb, the drummer and band leader that ruled the Savoy as house band during most of the 30s, had a great discovery in about 1935, and that was the teenaged Ella Fitzgerald, who had just won an amateur contest at the Apollo Theater. She joined the band as vocalist and had her first major hit with the band, A Tisket, A Tasket. But we're going to listen to Ella and Chick in another of their successes, most certainly performed at the Savoy. This is Love and Kisses from 1935. Thank you. 
What you might have heard at the Savoy Ballroom in 1935, that was the Chick Webb Band and a very young Ella Fitzgerald in Love and Kisses. Take it easy, boy, boy, go to your home, smoke a cigar. Take it easy, boy, boy, let the others do the hard things for you. Take it easy, boy, boy, spend every dime, have a good time. Take it easy, boy, boy, let the others get the money for you. If you don't do what I say, you will soon turn old and gray. First walk out, be fat and gay, sing a skip it and da do hey, hey. Take it easy, boy, boy, go to your home, smoke a cigar. Take it easy, boy, boy, let the others do the hard things for you. Take it easy, oh boy, boy.
say, hey, you, Take it easy, boy, boy. The latest snow, singing and playing a nice trumpet in a 1940 recording. Uh, Valeta Snow was named Little Lewis after Louis Armstrong, who called her the world's second best trumpet player after himself. And W.C. Handy, the great jazz composer and father of the blues, gave her the nickname Queen of the Trumpet. Um, that was certainly part of Valeta Snow's show at the Club Baron at 437 Lenox Avenue at West 132nd Street in New York City which opened in 1940 by John Barron, who said at the time, I owed my friends something in return for their patronage. They would offer every, if not more, pleasure than one finds in a Broadway club. And you certainly get a sense of how deluxe this place must have been from the souvenir folder that is in this book that I've been using a lot of my information called Sitting In, Jazz Clubs of the 40s and 50s by Jeff Gold. Well, that's about all the time we have this week on At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. I hope you enjoyed our tour of jazz clubs in New York City during the 20s, the 30s, and 40s as much as I did. It's really a great time capsule, I think, from the perspective of these venues, which sadly are no more. By the way, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please write and let me know. The email for the show is kevin at at thejazzbandball.com. We're also available on all of the platforms, including Apple, where you can rate us and review the show, which is always appreciated. I also hope you'll subscribe to my Substack, which is kevinmclaughlin.substack.com. And if you'd like to support the show, it's always appreciated. I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash at the jazz band ball. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. I'm Kevin McLaughlin, and this is at the jazz band ball. Mm-hmm.